Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. I want to talk to you today about the incarnation of Christ. Yay. Um, You know, there was a time and a day and a moment in history that actually happened. It's not just a story and it's not a fairy tale. You know, sometimes we, when, we, when we live through something and we grow up with something, it becomes more folklore than the actual event. But there was a, a girl that encountered an angel on a day in history. And she was real. She had emotions and thoughts and dreams for her future. She ha- was, was betrothed to a man that she was in love with. And so her future was bright. And then breaks in, this angel comes up to her and begins to speak to her in a way that seemed very odd. And the thing that he told her was beyond her comprehension. She was like 14 years old. She was a girl. Think about that. But she said to him, I agree with you, even though I don't fully understand what it is that you're saying to me. I've never known a man. But let it be according to your will for my life. Oh, that we would all have that heart. That we would say, even though I don't know, even though I don't understand, even though I don't have a big plan, even though I don't have the money for this, even though this is not going to go well for me, it puts me in a dangerous situation because back then, that sort of thing will get you stoned. So, man, what incredible courage she had that day. And I love that song, Emmanuel. I love that song. It is my favorite because of of what it means for us and the beauty of what it means. The, 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 The most important event, there was four, but it was one of the four most important events that will that have been and will be in all of history. God had a plan all along, even back in the garden, He had a plan to redeem man back to himself. But it came in the most exceptional and glorious way that we could ever hope or imagine. I mean, for me, the day that that Christ came and wrapped himself in Tracy was the most glorious day of my life. I had no idea that it could be like this. Because on the other side of this, I had been told about religion and rules, and, and I'm the original party girl. You know, I mean, I'm like, if my hair's not on fire, and I'm not doing shots in a bar or, or lines of coke on a, a table, it's just like, why would I want to go follow a bunch of rules? I'm a rule breaker. So the two of those things didn't equate. And I, my middle name is Fun, Tracy Fun Eckert. <laughs> let's have fun, right? I mean, w- w- let's just get everything that life has for us on the earth. That's what my motto was. And I thought that Jesus would slow me down. 
I didn't really know much about him, but I thought he would slow me down. But, but nobody said, no, he comes and lives on the inside of you and all of your hopes and dreams, they explode up to like times infinity. That's my gospel in a nutshell. The idea that Jesus, as we know him, the man, began as the word. He began as the word, and he was in heaven in his glorious state that God so loved the world. And that's not like impersonal. God didn't love the earth. It doesn't say God so loved the earth or God so loved a tree. It says that God so loved all of his creation, specifically us. He so loved you and he so loved me that there, that he left his station. He left the place of, of, of divinity, of, of being the word with the father to come down and to clothe himself in flesh. to clothe himself with us. Now think about this. Forever now, the word is clothed in flesh. Forever. He will not return back. When he died and rose to be with the Father, he did not take off his flesh. Forever now, he will have flesh. The price that was paid is unfathomable to us, but that's how much he loved them. I love it. I love it. The virgin birth of Jesus is the quintessence. I love that word. (laughs) Of the recreation of man. The inception. It was the inception of his new creation. There was like like a, a the most enormous drum roll that has ever happened in all eternity right before this happened. Right before that he was conceived and born into the earth. Think about that. See, there are four major events in human history. The first, right? Man, woman were created. That's the first one. Bam, there we are. Beautiful, right? That's very significant. And they walked with God. The second, God redeemed man by uniting himself with man. The third, Jesus died, sent his Holy Spirit, which activated God in man, okay? Then, praise the Lord, there is coming a day when he is going to return in all of his glory and save us from the works of darkness and Satan and all of his minions will be cast into a lake of fire for a thousand years. Praise God. And we will be on a major cleanup program. Somebody said, you know, Tracy, if you don't start um, throwing your plastic bottles away in the right garbage can, then God's going to give you a broom when he returns and have you on cleanup duty. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Whatever. Those of you that know me, right? (laughs) They're like, but you can get that blue garbage can for free. And I was like, yeah, but then I'd have to separate my trash. (laughs) Okay, don't judge me. Just pray for me, okay? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I eat little Debbies because I love them. Okay, pray. So the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Then the word became spirit and dwelt in us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then the word became spirit and dwelt in us. Do you ever think about that? You have the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of you. That's the living word. So I think we should watch what we say. Just saying. All right, the word incarnation. Say incarnation. It actually doesn't occur in the Bible. It's Latin. Two words, in and caro. In and caro, meaning clothed in flesh or the act of, assu- of assuming flesh. Just incredible. The incarnation briefly stated is that Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, became one with us for all eternity. All right, turn in your Bibles to John. Well, those of you, that I'm going to read out of the NIV this morning. John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, it's also going to be on the screen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. You know, Jesus said to us, pause on this scripture. Jesus said to us, I am the light of the world, and you are the light of the world. Whew, that's good news. Why are you the light of the world? Well, because you have the light of the world in you. Because you have the very word of God that burns in us. And the more that the, that the word burns, the brighter we become. Amen? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in coronavirus, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the midst of evil, and the darkness has not overcome us. Where am I? The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Man, Emmanuel, out of Matthew chapter 1, He quotes this scripture out of Isaiah, and he says this, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him God with man, God with us. They will call him, his name actually means he's going to be one in us. Think about the the beauty of that, that we have now become a new creation. He, he he, he, He came in order to create a new type of human, that we are not human like Adam. We have now become superhuman with Christ in us. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. Emmanuel, God with man, God in the flesh. And I look around this room and I see beauty. I see so many different 
shapes and sizes and colors and personalities and, and, and so many different laughters and histories. And, and the Lord came and he clothed himself with you. And he thought, man, that was a good day that I made him so that I could wear him. So that he and I could do life together. We could do love together. We could do joy together. We could do peace together. All of these things that are so incredibly beautiful. Luke chapter 2 says this, which I love. I love, I love. Luke chapter 2, verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. What were they doing? They were running. They were rushing to see the culmination of the plan of God happen in the earth All of the angels came and they wanted to watch what was about to happen. They were like, there's the star. There, you'll find a baby in a manger. Have you ever thought about that? That all of angels, the host of heaven, were backing this one angel and they were all saying this together in one accord. Woo! They were like... We're going to watch the creator become that which was made in order to save us and ultimately save all creation at this moment. Now, God, in his wisdom, put Jesus in a manger. Like, not like a clean manger, not like, oh, we're going to put you in the wealthiest Uh, like horse barn. Have you ever been to those really wealthy people's, uh, like they're not even called barns, they're called stables. So these beautiful stables made out of teak and everything's clean and no, 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 no. There was none of that. There were pigs, there were oxen, and it was probably pretty bad. Now, he could have put them up at the finest place, like the the four-star, five-star, Four seasons, that's where my son goes, right? I'm going to clothe them in the best velvet, the best gold. I'm going to, I am going to make him a king that all will see. No, he didn't do that. God's ways are so incredibly unique. He didn't make him captain of the army on the earth. Think about the way that he did it. They're all thinking to themselves, you are going to save us from the evil kings of the earth. And he said, no, I'm going to save you from yourself. I'm going to save you so that then you and I will grow in love and watch how we take the earth through love. That's pretty powerful. All right, so all this newness was focused on the newness of the person of Jesus himself. All right? Every other person on earth in the flesh has been an individual composed of a human body, 
and a soul. That's kind of his recipe when he created us. He's like, I'm going to breathe the soul into man. And that's the way he was until Jesus showed up. One person, one nature, right? Whew. I can't even imagine how difficult it must have been to follow the law before Jesus showed up, okay? Christ shared, okay, so, so Christ shared in our humanity, yet entirely different. He was one person, but he had two natures. He was fully God, and he was fully man. It was a game changer. From that point, everything changed. He was the firstborn of many brethren. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go, and I'm just going to, I'm going to, live inside of man in my divinity, and I'm going to show them what is possible for them on the inside and on the outside. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 says this. And I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. For it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual did not come first. The natural precedes the spiritual. The first man was from the dust of the earth. The second man is the Lord Jehovah from the realm of heaven. The first one, made from the dust, has a race of people just like him. who are also made from the dust. The one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. Once we carried the likeness of the man of dust, but now let us carry the likeness of the man of heaven. Hallelujah. Woo! Now that is some good news. Because I love being in heaven. I love spending my time in the heavenly places. Through this unity with God, we have the opportunity to access heaven on the inside of us. And in that way, our souls will prosper. Third John verse one, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So all week long, I've been hearing the Lord say to me, prosperity of your soul. Prosper. Because I feel like I've been feeling the body of Christ this past week, and I've been feeling like, like there's a deficit in our souls your soul is made up your mind, will, and emotions. And I, I felt like that we're not prospering in our souls, okay? But Jesus, when he died, what he did is he actually came and the very nature of God came to live on the inside of us so that our souls will prosper. Remember, uh, on the other side of the cross, it was all about activity and trying to keep the law, right? It didn't have anything to do with the internal. But now we get to participate in the internal, and as the internal gets healed and, 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 and there's a resurrection life in our souls, everything else on the external begins to change, 
inside before outside. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? This is such great news. And see, I didn't really understand this, even when I was first saved, because I, I thought in terms of, and we all do, we think in terms of um, out, outward things. How am I going to pay my rent? How are we going to make more money? How am I going to fix my car? How am I going to stop arguing with my husband? And so we've got all of these external things that, 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 that the little foxes that come and bite, 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 bite at us. They nip at us. I'm fighting with my parents for those kids that are still left in the room. See, we're surviving, but not prospering. But he said this, that as your soul prospers, so you will prosper in all things. All things. Say all things. All things. So Jesus came to live on the inside so that our soul will begin to prosper and even our health will prosper as our soul prospers. I have found that most people that are sick are sick not because they have a physical ailment. It's because they have bitterness in their soul and what it's done is it's consumed their very flesh. Okay. You're just going to have to believe me on that. But here's what I found. The more that I have a prosperous soul, then all of this stuff can be going on around me, and I find that I have peace. I have love, because perfect love casts out what? Fear. And what's, what, what's all around us? I'm afraid of loss. I'm afraid of poverty. I'm afraid of success. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid, I mean, you, the list is long. Right? Perfect love. All right, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The everlasting life actually begins the moment that you give your life to Jesus. You're born again and born, what are you born of? You're born of the wa of water and you're born of the spirit. Okay, so as we're born of the spirit, the beauty of that is that now what's happening is I'm having these encounters with an emotional God that's healing my emotions. I'm having encounters with the mind of God that's transforming my mind. I'm having encounters with the will of God who's telling me the direction to go. And as I follow in obedience, my life is blessed. It's pretty simple. Here's what I want to tell you. You do what God tells you to do and don't worry about the outcome. Because a lot of times we'll get invested in the outcome. And so we start trying to make things happen and we get ourselves into trouble. John 14, verse 16 and 17. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives in you. Where? In you. Don't look for heaven out there. It's not out there. It's in here, right here. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, 
Now remember, back in the day, the temple of the Holy Spirit, remember how fearful the enemy was when he saw the Ark of the Covenant showing up, and, and now you've got the Spirit of the living God that lives in you. How much more fearful should the enemy be because you believe in the truth that everything God has spoken to you, therefore, when you speak, the enemy comes down. He described the spirit of truth as this, our counselor, our helper, our teacher. And I'm like, I don't know. We got to start preaching the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of salvation. See, everybody was preaching the gospel of salvation to me. I was like, I'm not going to get saved now. I'll wait till I'm almost dead because I'm going to be having a party between now and then. <laughs> Am I right? Everybody thought that, right? Please say yes. I didn't know about the gospel of the kingdom that all of a sudden the Holy Spirit would show up in all of these different ways and I didn't have to work so hard. Yeah, come on. The son left his heavenly position as the word and combined it with our nature and is forever human. He was and is the firstborn of many brethren. When you are born again, you are joined with God to become the new creation. Man, that's such good news. Born of the Spirit. So now you have access to the kingdom of heaven where all you need, all you desire is available. There's like an avalanche that happens. Like there's like a flood, a tsunami that happens. And I love that as the Lord begins to heal our souls and our souls begin to prosper, what happens? We actually begin to dream God dreams, not just our dreams. And God's dreams are so much more impossible than your dreams. So much more impossible than my dreams. And then he's like, not only am I going to give you a dream that you can't even fulfill, but then I'm going to go do it for you. All you have to do is love me. Hang out with me. Date me. John called me the other night, and he was like, hey, do you want to go out on a date? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Where are we going? Where are you taking me? And I thought to myself, you know, this is so much like prayer on the run. You know how people go, oh, yeah, I just pray on the run. And I'm like, you know, if I did that all the time with him, that wouldn't be very much fun. I see him all the time. We've both got very busy lives. But prayer on the run, I got to tell you, man, you're, you're, you're shortcutting yourself. I mean, but when he takes me out to dinner and he wines and dines me and we just sit there and talk about love and life and we laugh and we talk to our waiter and, you know, I don't know if there's a waiter when you're praying. I don't I think there are. Well, the Holy Spirit, he's bringing you everything you need, right? Amen. You're like, oh, I have another little Debbie. <laughs> so spend time with him. In a deep way, ate him at the table of wine. All right. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I believe that today is your day. You know, I used to only go to church on Christmas and sometimes Easter. Not really, but just Christmas because, you know, Santa. And um, so if you're here today and you don't know Jesus... I would love to pray with you. I believe that today is your day to come into the family of God, to come into the kingdom of God, that the minute that you say yes, it is game on for your life. And I am telling you that the minute you say yes to him, glory comes and your life is made. 
doesn't mean you won't have problems, but I'm telling you, those problems will no longer overtake you. Amen? All right. So one of my sisters came up and she gave this to me, and I feel like that this is a prophetic word from the Lord. When we were singing the song, Emmanuel, she came up and she said, I'm presuming she was like, this is really what we need to do. That's what she said. Um, It says, oh, come thou king key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home. Make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. And she felt like this was prophetic. I feel like it's prophetic, and I'm going to pray that over you, okay? And so, Father, I ask you, I ask you to come as the key of David, the key that has been set on the shoulder of Jesus, the authority, the governmental authority that will never end and it will continue to expand and multiply. God, I thank you for the governmental authority that you have given to these people and that on your shoulders is the key of David. I just ask you now, open wide our heavenly home and make safe the way that leads on high. Take us to the high places. Take us up the mountain of your glory. And now, in Jesus' name, I declare, close the path to misery over us, over our families, over our finances, and over this nation. And everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and Merry Christmas.